Welcome back to the Money Clip. This is episode 42. Your host, Raymond Brown and David Evans. How's it going, David? Hey, what's up, Raymond? Good to be back, man. Episode 42. Doing big things, man. Doing big things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. So, so today, you know, we're going to talk about should I invest in an IPO? You know, there's a lot of big news with Snowflake and uh, a lot of these other companies coming out. And, you know, people were kind of anxious or excited because, you know, it's a pandemic and a lot of companies have been holding off trying to go public, for example, like your, uh, your Robin Hoods or your Airbnb. So I think this is a perfect subject to talk about, you know, should I invest in IPO? Absolutely. And, and the first thing, you know, before you should you should you or shouldn't you is the first is just like, what is an IPO? So an IPO is just a private company that sells stock to the public. So it's pretty much a transition of the type of investing you like doing, the type of investing I like doing. Right. So an IPO means the company's ownership is just transitioning from private ownership to public ownership. And what they get out of this going from the private to public markets is access to more capital. Right. They're able to sell the shares at a set price usually at a much higher valuation than what the company was uh, being evaluated or appreciated at while they were on the private sector. So the investors that were invested privately make a lot of money, and now it is available to public investors to get involved in and kind of, uh, in theory, enjoy the success of the company as um, the capital and the return on investment continues to appreciate. So it's IPO stands for initial public offering. Okay. Right. Yes. That's, that's a great, you know, uh, definition. You know, that's why, you know, me, I invest in very early on because my expectation is the companies I invest into, they're either going to get acquired by a bigger uh, organization or bigger business, or they're going to actually go to the public market. And then once that happens, sometimes there's a lockout period of maybe six months, depending on the terms in which, uh, the lead investor, um, well, the terms is with your agreement for your securities will be outlined. Maybe 20%. You might have to hold, you might be able only to sell up to 20% up until the six month hold. Or, you know, you might have to wait just six months until you can actually cash out. If you want to see an example about that, you can uh, look up the original CEO of Uber and how long he had to wait until he initially cashed out, um, left the position moved on to Cloud Kitchen. But that'll be for another topic. But information is really available. If you want to Google um, previous uh, CEO, how much he cashed out, I think it was a few billion dollars um, of his shares that was valued after the initial public offering. Just a few. Just so, a few. <laughs> yeah, just, a, just a few. Just a couple. You know, man. I got, I got kids feed, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, He went on to something else. Too, crazy. Yes, sir. Um, so, you know, you when it comes to the IPO, there's you kind of want to be afraid of the hype you know if you if you haven't really been following the business up into you know when it was actually founded and created a lot of times these businesses don't usually go to the public market until maybe eight to ten or even 15 years after uh, their first initial you know investment in their company which would be either a seed or pre-seed round um, before they actually come to the public market and you really want to be careful uh, because I've seen great IPOs and I've seen scary IPOs, <laughs> you know. So if you if you've seen the Snapchat IPO or the I think maybe even maybe even Twitter too, um, but I know for the Snapchat there was a lot of hype behind Snapchat, and I don't think it ever reaches all time highs. Yeah, um, you, you mean like from its uh, from from that IPO price has it ever gotten back up right. there? 
Yeah, I, I don't think I, th- I think you are correct on that, man. I think it's it's literally never, never achieved. So if you bought it, what, what Raymond's trying to get at is if you bought it that day, you're still in the red as an investor. If you bought it that right. that day, so saying like, oh, this is Snapchat. Everybody loves this app. Like you're still down, still haven't made and made a dollar from it. So exactly, you know, and and sometimes what you'll see is. Uh, companies' valuations will slowly start to decrease um, right up until the six-month hits. And then everyone wants to take their money out. You know, yeah. for, for example, for, for Uber or Lyft, they had decent, well, at least Lyft had a decent, a decent IPO. But, you know, it's never really recovered either. You know, so you, you really want to be mindful and figure out what your strategy is going to be for the IPO. And you know, with that, you can, you know, then go back to what we talked about before is analyzing your risk and not really going because of the hype or the FOMO and understand that that business will be there and you want to in, invest intelligently and not just go off whatever other people say. Yeah, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head with that one, that the business will be there. So if you really think that this business is, uh, you know, a game changer, uh, just going to re kind of take market share or redistribute market share and like something like an Amazon or even how Facebook, what Facebook and Google have managed to do with the internet, um, then that means that you think it's going to be in a long-term uptrend. So sometimes it's even best just for your, your investment psychology and your mentality about investing for newer investors to not participate in, in IPOs simply because it's a whirlwind, you know, you can really get caught up really fast and, oh man, if I don't get this today, I'm going to miss out on some money. Now, as we know, you know, the stock market trades roughly 220 days out of the year. Um, you know, the advance and decline is almost split right down the middle. So the chances are there will be other opportunities to, to purchase it. You know, uh, something that comes to mind is the IPO kind of tech stock boom that was in the late 1990s and the early 2000s, you know, you had a lot of people go bankrupt uh, chasing tech IPOs because uh, they were treating it almost like how, how you treat um, investing, right, where you look for private companies to get equity. And there was so much kind of froth and greed and lack of fear in, in public markets that people were treating IPOs like they were getting exposed to something before other people. Like it was like a pre-stock offering or something like that. And uh, you had a ton of companies that went belly up because the fundamentals and their revenue didn't support these bloated IPO prices that they were kind of being reevaluated at. Snap is a great example of that recently. You know, its IPO price was $29, $30, I believe, is what they they, uh, did their IPO at. And it still has never hit $30. But... If you bought it, it did hit four dollars. So you have that going for you. You did lose about eighty-seven percent of your investment at one point. Um, so it's one of those things that uh, I'd, I'd never. I'm, I'm a pretty much a kind of a eighty-twenty public market to private market investor now. Thanks to Raymond, you know, so I'm getting more and more, <laughs> you know, buying these companies that he's telling me about. But uh, I, I've never participated in an IPO. Uh, I've only seen two kind of work where they've actually started a, a long-term trend and you've never had an opportunity to kind of buy a pullback. 
so I think it's very important if you're going to want if you do want to participate in an IPO to also pay attention to what, what's the market doing uh, around the time of the IPO, because no stocks really defy the market. Um, so if the market's, you know, in, in a really overbought kind of territory or it's just been on quite a tear, um, the chances are you'll get a pullback in the overall market, which will, of course, pull back any stock. You know, I, another example I would look at it was one that you brought up too, Ray, was uh, Lyft. You know, I remember the this the the complete kind of absurdity on how high their price went on their IPO, and then you know I, I believe not not even a month later they had cut that in half. It was down fifty percent year to date. Um, so those are the type of things I would always warn um, investors about IPOs, just just from a risk perspective. I know we had one today that you told me about a uh, snowflake. Um, you know, you know, that's just an amazing name, you know, but yeah, uh, I, I believe they, uh, they came in at two, yeah, their, their IPO, they, they offered at 320 today, it looks like 320 and they closed at 227. Wow. So, you see what I mean? So even, even stuff like that, you, you really don't know, uh, kind of where you're getting in. And what the what the act, what what's going on with other people that were in before you that had exposure to these things, such as accredited investors or founders or employees or people with a ton of stock options that are just going to exercise and move on, or just kind of create a ton of frothiness and liquidity because they're exercising hundreds and hundreds of stock options at once. Uh, so I, I just I urge everyone to be careful with with uh, the IPO market and really do your homework. You have to treat it a lot like how. Uh, Raymond treats the private investing side, you have to be able to kind of pick up on things that may not just be on the paper um, to see if you if, if there is a real opportunity to actually make some some sizable returns rather quickly. And there's a great uh, graph, actually, that breaks down what years the IPO market actually underperformed the S&P. So this year, the S&P, you know, year to date, if you want to peak the trough, is up about 30%. The IPO market is up five percent, right? So there hasn't been a lot of value this year, mm-hmm. um, and there's only been two years where the IPO market has outperformed the S and P by more than ten percent. So you really are kind of threading the needle here and hoping that you're getting a winning company, as opposed to trying to catch overall market trends. So always be careful of that because that requires a lot more nuance and skill than I think people people kind of want to acknowledge. Yeah, I agree. And, and, and understanding that that back history is, is vital for any investor success. You know, uh, you really need to make your mind up as to what it is you're investing in. Why are you investing in it? And once you do those, those, those baby steps, then you start to make better trades and smarter trades in the public, in the public market. Completely you know, agree. You know, if you are one of the lucky people that uh, lucky investors that invested in a company prior to IPO, then you're going to have the best advantage because you, you're going to understand that business in and out. Or at least you should, especially if you invested in early stage where, you know, less than, you know, one percent to five percent actually become unicorns. Unicorns are defined as billion dollar companies, um, you know, not to say that once it comes to the public market, that it's not if it's not a billion dollar company. 
um, then and it's not good because you can still make a lot of money even though it doesn't become a billion dollar company. Right. It might do it over the over the long term, you know. So, you know, when it comes to you know, should you invest in an IPO, you really have to understand what it is that you're investing in, you know, um, because there's going to be a lot of hype, there's going to be a lot of volatility, there's going to be a lot of price fluctuation, and there's a lot of things that are going to be happening within the first six months that you probably can be, you know, uh, hesitant or worried about. Um, prior to making that initial investment. So really understand what you're investing in, you know, really understand the risk, you know, what I would actually review previous IPO stories and histories and see, you know, what the probability is or, you know, what is it that usually happens in IPOs. So that way you're fully aware of what the potential could be for your initial investment in IPO. Yeah, completely agree. Completely agree. You have to treat it. You have to treat IPO investing almost like its own sector of your, investment acumen like you can't um treat it like oh well, i buy stocks and stuff to add to my portfolio whether that's dollar cost averaging or your swing trade or day trade or whatever so i'm going to apply that same type of strategy to the ipo market uh, you really have to trade it differently and have a healthy respect for risk especially if you don't um, kind of correlate or uh, change your position sizing for when you're entering an ipo market because you can lose your shirt and, you know, the market won't think twice. So it's 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 definitely something for seasoned investors. And then I'm, I'm curious, Ray, just a quick question for you is uh, comparing the IPO market right to just private investments to the private equity markets. Um, would you say that you, you may even have more of an advantage just going ahead and doing private equity over IPOs? And in my opinion, I think you get a little bit more of an investment edge investing in the private sector or the private markets, if you're going to just hunt IPOs, you know, and do all that homework it takes to be good at that, I think you could, you could end up being a much more uh, profitable investor long term and to get more favorable terms with companies if you just go ahead and do it in the uh, the, the crowdfunding or, or private markets altogether. Would you agree or disagree with that? Uh, I think I want, I'll be neutral with that okay. aspect because um, it can go either way. Uh, but I would definitely say that at least, you know, with the initial public offering, that there's a potential to get your money back. You know, but prior to that, it's not guaranteed. So if you're thinking, you know, of an investing intelligently, then I would say, yeah, if you if you think this company is a go, you, you think that the team is amazing, you think the technology is scalable and it has a, a great product market fit. Um, and they're, they're kind of like crossing all the T's and. They're kind of growing, <clears throat> excuse me, they're kind of growing at a pace in which they, uh, which they won't grow too quickly, but they're growing in a way that which they're still being uh, aggressive, but not too aggressive to the point they're going to fail uh, to kind of get to that point. And they also have great venture capitalists, for example, like Sequoia investing in a Series C or Series F round, mm. then, then that's something that you, you might want to consider uh, more often than none when it's, repaired, when it's compared to IPO. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and that that's great insight because I'm not someone who who thinks most investors should be participating in the IPO market anyway. But it is comforting, if you will, to to hear that that it can be done and that you can kind of thread the needle a little bit and play around with that, and you can get your money back, which is you know a big deal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, with as we said before, with any investment, there's a lot of risk. You know, with the private sector, there's tons of risk because not 
a lot of companies, one, they might not become a unicorn or two, they might fail, but the potential to upside is, is unmatched, you know, but then with the, with the IPO, depending on how much uh, hype there is, you might be able to get in if you call the broker, you know, before to see if they actually have any shares available, because if, if not, then you're waiting till two o'clock, one o'clock. And by then the share price is already up 20, 30, a hundred dollars. Yeah. So you're just so, cooked. Right. You just, there's no point. You're just really, you're really paying markup. You're paying Louis Vuitton prices for uh, some Chuck Taylors. Yeah. That's not what you you want to do. No. You want to get in early. You want to understand what you're investing in. And if you're going to do an IPO, really understand why you are doing the IPO investment and if it's the right investment for you. You know, other than that, you know, we, we really appreciate everyone coming out, listening to the Money Clip podcast. Me and David, me and David Evans are extremely grateful. You know, we're closing in on to 800 listens so far. We have more content to drop, more founders and CEOs to, to interview, and uh, more to come. And if you have any additional questions, please feel free to reach out to the Money Clip podcast at gmail.com, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, any social media channels. We'll be sure to reach back out to you. Yes, sir. Thank you guys so much for the continued support, for sure.